0: of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information the events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McCrispy sandwich my loves, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Deandre Nicolette. If you're new here my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in to your first ever episode of Manifest Daily and of course to my OG listeners. You already know the vibes, okay? Hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave. My loves, we have a guest on today's episode who has been here before and it was actually an episode and a guest that you guys really, really enjoyed so I'm Super excited to have her back on. Today, we're chatting with Victoria Lario, and I am just so excited for this one. We get into so many different things, manifestation related, confidence related, dating related, and we're just spilling all types of tea. So it's really a girls' girls type of chat. So I feel like you guys will really, really enjoy this one because I know I personally enjoyed this conversation so much. Victoria is the host of the For the Girls podcast, and spoiler alert, I actually joined her on an episode. for the girls my second time joining her on for the girls if you haven't listened to it yet search for the girls podcast in your spotify apple app wherever you listen to podcasts and go tap into that episode that i did with victoria after you listen to this one so she is the host of for the girls like i said victoria is also a confidence coach and the founder and designer behind vixen the label which is a small lingerie business centered around confidence you may recognize her from giving tons of dating advice and talking about all things feminine energy over on tiktok for the girls was born in august 2021 after years of victoria being everyone's go-to girl for personal development and self-esteem boosting through her content on social media she created a show that essentially is for the girls who want more out of life higher standards abundant success deeper self-love care and a stronger mindset basically all the things that we are very much aligned with over here so y'all can see why you know the the vibes is flowing with the conversation with victoria okay her content helps women stop settling for the bare minimum and start raising the bar covering topics and episodes on feminine energy mindset dating and relationships business entrepreneurship health and wellness confidence self-worth and so much more her goal is to help women embody their divine 2.0 version of themselves through whatever life throws at them so naturally the next step was to launch a coaching program where she works with listeners turning clients providing the tools to improve their self-awareness esteem and live consciously after a ton of girls were asking victoria to give advice on her show she knew she could help them on a large scale with an investment and commitment to life-changing growth so now with over 1.3 million podcast downloads 350,000 followers across TikTok and Instagram and hundreds of coaching calls and clients Victoria feels deeply connected to her life's purpose and continues to live out her mission-changing lives one girl at a time if you're ready to dive into today's conversation with me and Victoria grab yourself a snack a beverage of your choice and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode Welcome back to Manifest Daily Victoria. I'm so excited to have you on today's episode. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. As I was telling you right before, I just got back from the gym. (laughs) So I'm feeling very, you know, I have worked my body today. I've had some water, a coffee, decaf, of course, you know, the girls know that I am taking a little break from all the caffeine. I'm super excited, like I said, to have you back on. I think everyone tuning in who heard the first episode with you on will be excited for this one as well. But for anyone who's unfamiliar with you or perhaps hasn't listened to that first episode, can you give us a little intro to who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Well, I am so excited to be back on. And of course, I'm having Deandra back on for the girls as well. So I'm just really excited about reswapping because we're going to like catch up now. We're, we're keeping our fall follow- Followers and listeners like up to speed with us so I'm loving that um, but yeah I am Victoria I'm the host of for the girls podcast I'm a confidence coach a content creator um, and also just in general uh, a girl's girl like I just I'm like here for the girls um, and yeah that's great that's basically I, I think I feel like when I when I put it all out there I think like because everything is one like within kind of one brand of just like confidence that I've really just merged everything. I do separately have uh, Vixen, which is a feminine women's clothing and lingerie brand. But that's like its own entity in itself. But me as a person on a daily basis, I'm all for helping women boost their confidence, whether that's through coaching or through the podcast.
0: Yeah, you are literally the confidence queen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you yeah so why don't we have a little chat about confidence then because I feel like that's such a natural I guess like next step okay. so what does undeniable confidence mean to you and why is this important for women I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast on your content on Instagram and TikTok but why is confidence important especially for a younger woman
1: yeah well First of all, no. Everyone is human. No one is like perfect. Even as an extremely confident person, I still go through things, and I still have had insecurities in life. I don't think anyone is exempt from them altogether because we all have a brain, a heart, we have feelings, like, you know, it is normal. But I will say to have that true undeniable confidence, it's really all about energy. And I think something that's huge is knowing that everything in life is your mirror. And I think this is very important to learn because we have to realize that what we put out is what we're going to get back. And that can apply to literally anything in life. And again, it's not to say that confident people don't go through hard times or low points, but it's more like think about your regular everyday experiences. Think about the encounters that you have. Think about what you go through with people like me, for example. And I'm going to probably assume you as well. Like I don't have drama in my life, you know, like I'm never involved in nonsense. I'm not really like regularly being disrespected and things of that sort. Because I believe that we attract who we are. and our, being that everything is our mirror, it's like what we put out is what we most of the time receive back. again, no one is exempt from going through hard times and you know, whatnot. But I think the more our relationships and just encounters, you know, are at a very low vibrational energy, it has a lot to do with the energy that we are putting out there. So I think, A really big thing for that is putting all of your attention into your positive traits, your strengths, instead of having negative thoughts, which I think a lot of young women have a lot of negative thoughts, limiting beliefs, self-doubt. It all comes into play, but we have to remember what confidence actually is like the actual definition of confidence is the transfer of belief. So what you think And what you believe is what you're going to manifest and that's what's going to become your reality because that's the transfer of belief that you're putting onto people. So if you want undeniable confidence, you really have to combat and stop those negative thoughts because otherwise that's the belief that you're going to transfer onto people. Insecurity, you're going to transfer a lack of belief in in yourself onto people.
0: Yeah, that's such a beautiful perspective. And I think it really emphasizes our individual responsibility Mm -hmm. in terms of how we show up in our lives, because as you were talking about confidence and, you know, you mentioned that. Sometimes things happen that are maybe not the greatest experiences in our lives, or maybe we're going through a rough period. I do think it's about our POV with what's happening to us, how we're responding to the different situations that we're given when perhaps drama is presented in our lives. Do we decide to like participate in the drama or are we like, you know what? I'm gonna take a, a step back. I'm gonna opt out because this isn't me. I don't wanna show up in this way. You know, all of these things. They have to do with the way that we respond to what's happening in our world. And so as you're talking about this, I'm like, it really is, again, you know, tying back into self-esteem, personal responsibility and your ability to say, you know what, I want this good life. I want these good things. So I'm going to show up as the version of myself that already has that and kind of embody that confidence from day one.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, to Tie it up in a pretty bow and give it like one final little saying. I think your perception creates your reality. And it's exactly what you just said. It's your POV. It's the way that you perceive something. Like Mm. what, how you perceive something to be. If you perceive something to be, you know, out of bounds for you, like I'm not good enough for this or this is too hard for me or I can't have that, then that's exactly what you're going to get in life. That's where that mirror comes into play because what you, perceive something to be is what it comes out to be that can even say that you want to apply it to like a business you know mindset and standpoint how many people have had so many business ideas or things that they've tried but because they failed once or because it took a long time to see results it was hard they just gave up on it whereas somebody else who's could be way less qualified or perhaps even less talented but they have a better mindset they got it done because you perceived it as hard and they perceived it as like, this is I'm going to get this done. I really want to do this. Yeah. yeah. And so that that <laughs> yeah. right there determines someone's reality. So that's why that confidence is very important in, in, like you said, young women, because it's the mindset, I think, in young women um, really needs that that sort of work for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It makes me think of this one quote. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name, but you, do you know that entrepreneur, it's like his name is like Alex Hormazi Hor Horm, Hormazi or something no, like I that? Actually,
1: oh, he's, oh know he's I'm, all
0: okay, I'm butchering his last name, but y'all will know if you know him, you'll know who I'm talking about. But <laughs> if, you know, you know. well,
1: if you know you know. If you know you know but there's this
0: quote where he's like, your problem is that you're seeing your problems as problems, not opportunities, which literally mm-hmm. ties into that business thing that you talked about. Because it's like, OK, if you have an issue of like your business isn't working If you're hitting up against a wall over and over and over again, instead of you seeing that as like, okay, maybe I turn this way or maybe I I find a way to break down the wall. Maybe that's the problem that you have to solve is creating the bulldozer. Instead, you're just seeing the wall and you're like, well, damn, okay, the wall is here. I'm going to lay down now. Like, okay, go to sleep. You're never going to get what you want if you're just seeing roadblocks as roadblocks instead of seeing them as opportunities for you to think differently, think outside the box, try something new. You know, so that's such a beautiful perspective and and so fresh. Cause I feel like whenever you hear confidence, you think of very stereotypical ways that someone confident shows up in like perhaps a movie or something like that. And it just hits the surface. I think when it comes to confidence and self-esteem and doesn't really go beyond, it's kind of like the conversation with self-care and people are like, Oh, bubble bath and, you know, rest. And I love, I love laying down. I love, you know, watching a good TV show if I need that. But Self care is also about doing the hard inner work, doing the the shadow work, doing the stuff that helps you confront, you know, all of the different struggling mindsets that you have and overcoming those things. So as we're talking about confidence and practicing confidence what are some ways that someone can start to embody that confidence practice that on a daily basis especially with this particular I get my I guess mindset that we're talking about right now
1: yeah well I have two sayings that I apply to everything that I'm going to share with you but I want to back up for one second because as soon as you said When they hear confidence, there's like a certain persona that they envision from like movies and shows. What came to my head is like the Samantha Jones, like the sex in the city, Samantha Jones. Like that's what girls like think see confidence as like i have to be that to be confident and that's so not true like you don't have to be the done-ups like sexy nyc city girl who runs around and gives no fucks about anything in order to be confident like that i just like i hope that people know that you could be you as you are which could be the complete opposite Of that in order to be confident and i love that you just you kind of triggered that in my head when you were like there's a certain stereotypical persona that's in movies instantly i thought of like samantha johns (laughs) but the two quotes that i was starting to say as far as embodying confidence on a daily basis are one i only want what wants me everything i want wants me back and that's all about not fearing rejection, and I'll break that down a little bit more. And then the other one is confidence is a byproduct of action, which basically means you have to just go for it. Going back to the I only want what wants me, everything I want wants me back. That's all about not fearing what other people think about you. That's all That's all about really... Um, kind of just staying true to yourself like you know we have this self-awareness we have internal self-awareness and external self-awareness so internal self-awareness is knowing who you are what your values are what your morals are what you believe in and things of that sort but then that external self-awareness is a matter of if you can remain true to those things you might know what your beliefs are but When you're around certain groups of people, do you try to conform and adapt to them or do you just stay true to you? Are you able to implement boundaries? Are you able to say no when you mean no and say yes when you mean yes? You mean what you say and you say what you mean. So... I only want what wants me. Everything I want wants me back is basically almost it's kind of like an affirmation. It's a saying that I've said for years in regards to just like, if you don't like me, then you're not for me. That's fine. I don't like you either. I don't live my life needing to be liked or validated. And then the other one, confidence is a byproduct of action. Um, What that basically means in to put it into like dummy down one on one words is you don't get confident and then take action. You take action and then you get confident. So taking that messy action and doing the hard work on a daily basis, that's how you get good at things. I think a lot of people wait until the right time which by the way spoiler alert there's never the right time i think Let a, the folks know <laughs> yeah there's never the right time you're never going to be all the way ready you're never going to be the smartest and you don't need to know anything else like in life we're just we're always still going to be the student we're always still going to be learning things and y- you have to be willing to fail that's how i've and I'm pretty sure you have achieved anything like you know all of the things that we come out with and things that we launch we don't we might like it we might think it's great but we don't know how it's gonna go we don't know we can't predict that we just have to be willing to fail we have to take that messy action and then throw things at the wall until they stick it's just like you know your first podcast episode wasn't great but maybe your fifth episode was amazing and the first time that you made a TikTok video probably sucks but then the 10th time you made a video it was great so you just have to remember that going back to kind of your perception precedes the reality like you have to remember that if you're no matter what you're thinking as long as you're willing to at least try and put yourself out there you will you will honestly prove your own negative thoughts wrong you will see in due time that you actually can do can get better at something that this actually could work out you just have to be willing to take the action
0: I would love to circle back to the not fearing rejection piece because Uh I feel like that is so, so, so important. I think a lot of people are afraid of rejection because, I mean, it doesn't feel good to be rejected when someone doesn't like Uh you, when a job doesn't work out, when whatever it is fails for you. In that moment, it doesn't feel that great. And I think it makes a lot of people question their ability or question their worth. But if you take on and adopt that mentality, for me, I always say it's it's similar to what you say, but I always say what's for me is for me and what's not, it's not. Right. So I'm always going to be attracting the things, the people, the opportunities that are for me. And perhaps that time, that connections time is over and it leaves and it falls away but that's making room for something else so i'm never you know and i don't want to say never because i have been there before but i i try to operate in this place of understanding that i'm not lacking anything understanding that i don't need to lean into desperate energy because the things that are for me are going to make their way to me i just have to you know do my thing mind my business go about living my life and trust that and that is such a confident way of living because you're never in a place of like oh my god I need to do this and I need to have that it's kind of like you know it's coming or you know that it's going to find its way to you when it's time and you just you you trust that
1: you literally you're right there you just took the words out of my mouth that was exactly what I was going to say next was it's all about trusting in yourself trusting in divine timing a lot of people really lack trust in themselves and one of the biggest most important traits that i believe a person should have who you know is trusting in themselves is patience because patience is the trust that it will happen if you are i don't think urgency is bad i think urgency is a good thing but if you're like so urgent that you're overwhelmed by like oh this needs to get done right now where that's it it's not going to work out like things of that sort if you just get really anxious and antsy it's because you just have no trust in the fact that it's actually going to happen. So that patient is like, I know that what's for me is going to find me. I know that what's meant to work out will work out in due time. I think that whole like not fearing rejection thing to me has helped me through 10 years that I was single, you know, and I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about relationships in a second, but I think so many girls struggle to, see their self-worth while being single because they tend to be like defined in them and through all the dating through all the friendships through all the business opportunities all the things that didn't work out or just proved to not be for me that's the way i saw it they're just not for me i didn't think of it as being rejected i didn't think of it as guys don't like me or friends are ghosting me or i'm not good enough for business it's just like That wasn't what was meant to remain and stay in my life. And there's really like not much you could dwell on. What are you going to force something to stay? Why would I want something that doesn't want me? Why would I want you to like me if you don't? Like, I just don't want that. I really don't want anything that isn't meant for me.
0: I can't wait for us to get into the relationships part because I I do have so much to say about that, especially being someone who when I first moved to Dallas and was in like the first time of my life when I was single and also on my own as an adult, I wasn't living with my parents. I wasn't living with anyone. I was just kind of here and free to do whatever I wanted. I struggled a lot with that, especially with dating and kind of struggling to be like, well, why am I not finding my person? Why is it not my time? And you know, having some of those conversations with my mom and her reinforcing and saying exactly what you just said, right? Patience. It's about having that patience and having that trust. But I do think that there's a part of the story where it is about maturity. And the more that you grow up, the more that you kind of learn about some of these things, just through experience, you you fall down and you pick yourself back up and you kind of learn that it's okay to fall down and pick yourself back up. But I also think that part of it is having these conversations like the one that we're having so that people who are younger who are going through this, they aren't like, something is wrong with me. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a relationship. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, what, why is it working out? Instead, they can be like, you know what? It's okay that it, it's not my time. That just means I have more time to be single and discover myself or to find what I like, to have hobbies, to, you know, craft and cultivate those friendships. And it really is a time that is such a blessing because when you're older and I always, I think of it like this now, when you're older and you have that family and you have that husband and, you know, you and if you want a family or a husband or a partner, or whatever, when you have that time that's now taken up by those people who you love. Right. And it's going to be time that you enjoy. You don't have as much time to do the things that you may have had to do or you may have been able to do when you were younger and single. So this is such a beautiful time to kind of live for just you, if no one else, maybe your pet if you have one. But it's such a such a great time. So I'm excited for us to to dive into that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to just talk a bit about self discovery and how this is such a crucial part of personal transformation, but also about confidence as well. So what does self discovery mean for you? And What advice do you have for young women who are looking to understand themselves better to really discover who they are and then also, I guess, allow that to set the boundaries that they have in particular relationships, whether that be romantic or friendship or family?
1: Well, I think self-discovery ultimately, obviously, is exactly what it sounds like. It's discovering, you know, the self, but it's really doing that inner work to be as mindful, as intentional and as conscious as possible. I really emphasize consciousness when it comes to self-discovery because the issue is most people live their life subconsciously. It's like autopilot mode. You don't even know why you do the things you do. You just do it. You don't actually get mindful about it. You don't actually pay attention. You're not actually bringing things from beneath the surface up and above the surface. A lot of people live very surface level and very subconsciously. It's just like, that's just how I am. That's what a lot of people love to say. That's just how I am. Over the past few years, I have really removed that saying from my vocabulary, that's just how I am. Because something that I learned was that most people who say that, what they don't realize is how wrong they actually are. Because usually that thing that you're saying that about, say that it's an unhealthy habit or a toxic trait and people say that's just how I am, usually it was actually developed from a trauma. Usually it was actually developed from a low point, a bad experience. So it's not actually just how you are, it's just how you have like rewired your brain to be subconsciously you might think oh yeah i just happen to be the type of person who pushes people away and that's probably not true you probably weren't born that way but maybe after a really bad breakup or maybe after you let somebody in and they really hurt you then that's how you started protecting yourself by pushing people away so for me the self-discovery is digging deep to figure out where those actual things are coming from, actual habits that we have and whatnot. And a lot of people, a lot of girls especially, they do a lot of things like affirmations. So I really attribute the very specific affirmations to self-discovery because I think a lot of girls get very hung up on like quick little affirmations like, I'm worthy, I'm strong, I deserve the best. But again, it's very surface level it's very generic there's no true depth there so i think two things really in regards to increasing that one is to question yourself and two is to being able to based on those questions and really discovering the your bad experiences being able to turn those bad experiences into very specific affirmations so i'll give you an example of each an example of the affirmation and an example of the questions so some example questions for true self-discovery would be like what fears are holding me back from becoming the person that i desire what energizes me and what drains me what do i value most in my relationships and friendships what qualities do i want to embody myself but i have not embodied or i hold myself back from embodying when am I most at peace and when do I feel most anxious? When do I feel like I can't be my true self? Who do I feel like I can't be my true self around? Things of that sort. What are the best l- l- sorry, excuse me, what are the best lessons that I've learned from my worst experiences? Um, and so on and so forth. So basically, there's going to be of course tons of questions around that, but those are just some baseline for you to start to dig into feel Knowing when you feel low, what are hard times that you went through, what experiences that you've had and lessons that you've learned from them, when you feel anxious, when you feel at peace. Then uh, a way that I like to affirm myself that goes along with those experiences of being really hurt by people. Uh, An example could be like, I appreciate how much I'm willing to see the good in people and giving them the opportunity to do right by me. Even when it's taken for granted, I will never apologize for giving people that opportunity, even if they don't appreciate it and prove me wrong anyway. It makes me stronger and it teaches me the lessons that I need to grow. So that to me is a true affirmation of self-discovery, because what I basically was describing was what somebody would say generically as I deserve better. They screwed me over and I deserve better. Sure, maybe maybe you do. That's perfectly fine. But I'm willing to I'm able to acknowledge that I'm willing to give people the opportunity to hurt me. I'm willing to give people the opportunity to not do right by me. I think vulnerability is strength. So I'm not going to apologize for giving people the chance to do right by me. If they choose to do wrong by me, then that's on them. I learned the lesson that I need, and now that's it. I move forward. So all of that to me is how I really boost my true self-discovery.
0: with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Yeah, I love that last piece where you said that you're willing to give people the opportunity to hurt you now this mm. isn't you saying i'm inviting people to do that or i want right. people to do right. that right it's a, different, it's a different thing but it reminds me of this book i just read which i feel like i've spoken about it a million times at this point but the courage to be disliked actually did a an episode on this and in the book it talks about what are your tasks and what are other people's tasks and in this particular example your task is to be vulnerable, to show up and be open because that's what you want to do. That's what makes you feel confident and good. And someone else's task is to show up as themselves. And if it happens to be that they hurt you, that's not your, like you didn't invite that, right? That's on them. It's not on you. So I think it also helps for us to understand what we are in control of which is our own vulnerability how we show up and what we're not in control of which is how other people will respond to us being vulnerable and that sort of clear delineation, I think, really does help you with confidence because you're able to understand, again, what's on your plate and what's not.
1: People are going to do what they do. You know, people are going to show you who they are. People are going to reveal their true colors in due time. I mean, I've had friends, you know, we've talked about this. I've had friends that I trusted and that I, you know, relied on ghost me. And to me, I can't even sit here and and try to replay maybe all the things I could have done wrong. No, because what it comes down to is she was my friend and she ghosted me. Like, I would never do that to somebody. No matter what they did, even if my friend did something, which let me put on the record, I don't think I did anything. But even if my (laughs) friend did do something, I would just communicate and I would just tell her, like, listen, this friendship is not serving me anymore. And honestly wishing you the best of luck i just we can't really keep in touch i would never have someone who's relying on me and just like leave, abandon them like that so that's an that's an example too it's not that you're inviting it it's just people are going to be who they are and they are going to show you their true colors and that's not your fault if those true colors prove to be really dark <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love that and yeah it really is not your responsibility to sit there and try to replay every conversation you will drive yourself mad trust me so <laughs> i i want to circle back down to the relationships piece cuz we did touch on it earlier and you were you know speaking about just when you're single uh, and maybe you're seeing a lot of people around you, whether they're friends or just on social media, getting into relationships and feeling that pressure of like, am I doing something wrong? Why am I not there? And I, like I said, have been there quite recently. And and I won't even lie to you, even though I feel like I'm in a good place now, there are days where I still wake up and I'm kind of like, well, damn, where my man at? <laughs> he is taking his time, you know, but I've also recently been trying to actively think about how I can decenter romantic relationships in my life. Now, this isn't about saying I don't want one. I definitely do want one. And I definitely want that partnership. But this is about understanding that romantic relationships don't have to take up all of my thoughts in my head. It doesn't have to be the reason that I do everything or do anything. You know, sometimes I've Had friends who literally, it's like we're talking about going out, and it's like the whole purpose of the going out is for them to possibly meet a guy. And it's like, well, can't we just go out to like have fun? I want to see you. I want to catch up. I want to talk. Can't we just talk and have it not be about a man? So I would love to know your thoughts on how society pressures us to feel something is wrong if we're not in a relationship. And have you ever, I guess, gone through a period of decentering romantic relationships in your life? And what did that look like for you?
1: Oh my god. Yes. Well, first of all, I think every girl on the planet can relate to exactly what you just said like going out to meet guys. That's when that's when things are not good. And I've been there and I've done that. And I've even when I've said I wasn't there, it was subconsciously in the back of my head, but it's so it's so not a way to live because what happens is then you discredit every night that you have out with your friends if you didn't meet somebody you literally go out with the hopes and intentions to meet somebody and if you don't you see the night as like a fail or like oh it wasn't fun when realistically you should be able to have friend- fun with your friends anywhere anytime any place like it-, it should have nothing to do with who you met what guys were there and there were definitely times where I judged a night being good or bad based on sort of interactions with men and that that is it's not a good place to be because you're getting yourself really anxious and you're going to get yourself really worked up and ultimately what it comes down to for me is you only have one life we only get one chance at life so if you're single in a, a season of your life and you spend that whole season worried about men and thinking about men and whatnot. You're, I think of it as you're wasting away your life, like you're wasting away a whole chunk like of your life. So something that I, I was told once a while back by a coach was if you're single, it's just saying, she said, it's not that it's going to be, but I'm just giving you perspective. If you're single throughout your entire lifetime, if you never meet that partner, if you never meet your person, you have to love your life anyway, because it's the only life that you had. You have to love your life anyway, regardless. And that that really hit home for me at that time. And that's when I started to really shift things because I saw it as like, you know, if I'm waking up every day thinking about this, going to sleep every day thinking about this, only going to certain places that are I think hot guys would go, you know, I am basically, in a way, like hating my life. You know, if you're so obsessing over the relationship and you're hyper fixated on not wanting to be single or I want a relationship I think that you're subconsciously in a way hating yourself because you're saying I hate being single but I am single and so that must mean that I hate being me I hate my life and I don't think that that's fair for us girls to put on ourselves because you might not think of yourself as miserable you might not think of yourself as hating yourself but what what it's coming down to is you're not feeling comfortable in your lifestyle. You're not feeling confident in your lifestyle. And like you just said, it's not to say that you you don't want one. Of course, you want a relationship. You probably value marriage and kids and all of the things, or maybe not. Whatever that might might look like for you. What is I think is such a big thing for people to realize is that this guy. Why am why am like slowly saying this is because I feel like it might sound hypocritical to the decentering men, but I I just let me just say it. It might come out wrong. But but what people have to realize is if you do want that relationship, it's probably not going to find you in that se- season of stress and anxiousness and feeling really down on yourself. That doesn't attract men. And this is why I say it sounds hypocritical to decentering yourself. But it's not it's just not what's attractive. People love people who love their lives like people are attracted to people who love their lives. So while i'm saying you know it's it's about like attracting or not attracting guys i also really just mean how important it is for you to love your life because then you're that much more likely to actually meet somebody so if you could say like i'll be happy either way i'll be happy no matter what because this is the only life that i have to live and i i just need to feel fulfilled regardless so if i'm going to be in a relationship great, I'll love that life. If I'm going to be single, great, I'll love that life just as much. I'll just find love in other places. There's more to love than just romantic love. There's, like you said, pet love. There's family love. There's friend love. There's hobbies love. There's entertainment love. There's all different forms of love. So I hope that that answers the question, but I feel like it's such a full circle thing of if you do really want that relationship and if you are really seeking a relationship, it's it's not going to seek you at that m- low point. It's going to seek you when you're thriving and feeling, you know, good about yourself.
0: Yeah. No, I I completely understand, I guess, what you're saying, because it goes back to the thing that we mentioned earlier about desperate energy. And it's sort of mm. like that desperate energy and, you know, yeah. not just with relationships or men, if, you know, we're talking about heterosexual relationships, but with anything, when you're in a place of desperate energy, it's really hard to attract, genuinely attract and keep the things that you want. You might call something in that's similar, but probably not what you want. And you may not realize for a little bit, or maybe you realize right away. I think what I was also alluding to though, was the societal pressures, because I do think to your point, there's a very personal part of it, right? There is the going back to the POV thing, there is how do you respond to pressures? I know for me, and I'll share a personal story. I, you know, I have a lot of family pressure, not from my parents, thank God, but from my family that lives in the islands who are very kind of like old school, traditional, who really grew up, especially the the mothers in the family who grew up thinking that marriage and kids is like your entire life, your entire purpose. And so me in this country as a single woman with a thriving career doing her thing, but single to them, I'm not doing it right. I'm doing something wrong. And so it becomes a question of, well, you know, no one's perfect. Why aren't you just finding someone, right? And then I think a lot of times, again, it's my response to that has been to honestly just not speak to a lot of those people, which I know is really hard for a lot of people because it's family. So I've made a really tough decision, but that was the best decision for me. But I also think that with these pressures, especially if it's your friends or your family, a lot of women respond to those pressures by settling with a man they don't want to be with because they're like, well my family wants me to get married. I'm 30. I need to have kids. Like my mom wants grandkids. I got to do it now. So might as well, this guy's good enough. Like I don't really feel that great about him, but he works, right? Or it's...
1: (laughs) He he, has a job, so... He has
0: some of the things that I want. (laughs) And so whatever. Or I was saying this to someone recently, like being in Dallas, the culture is so different than the Northeast and that I have particularly noticed that the family it's it's okay you'll see a lot of young people married the dogs Mm. the kids the houses Mm -hmm. like they're 25 and they're like five years into marriage here right i'm not used to something like that and so being here especially there's a lot of you'll it almost feels like that pressure as i'm getting older it's like oh man everyone's everyone's getting engaged everyone's getting married everyone's having kids like what is the response to that societal pressure i I Mm -hmm. guess besides what my response has been is like, fuck that. (laughs) But (laughs)
1: but if
0: you're, you know, have you faced that pressure? And if so, did you also take a like a fuck that response? Or did it really weigh on you for some time?
1: Well, first things first is that, of course, I went through that. Imagine, you know, you're single for 10 years. It's like people are like, what are you waiting for? Prince Charming to fall from the sky? Like, I've had so many people make just such silly, stupid comments like that. I'm like, I'm sorry. Not everybody ended up marrying their high school sweetheart. I know you've been in a relationship since you're like six, but, you know, (laughs) not all of us had that. (laughs) Okay. So what i honestly what my response to that is more of an internal thing than than an external thing of cutting people off i mean of course if anyone's ever made outright rude comments to me or i just feel like they don't have the nicest or best things to say then then yeah i probably don't speak to those people anymore but as far as you know what i i really feel like i was able to do with myself during those 10 years I mean I think my response to those pressures is that I'm I'm able going back to that self-discovery thing that is what you do in your single season I'm able to do things selfishly that married you know women and mothers aren't able to do because of the season of life so I think during that time self-discovery was everything leveling up your life so starting the businesses that you want to do um, you know dabbling into all the different hobbies and figuring out like how how you want to spend your time and how you want to make your money traveling moving making new friends all of those things I think that was like my biggest reaction to the pressure it I I don't know if people will see it as like a distraction or whatever it might be but I just don't think people were as consumed with like me being single because i was very fulfilled in so many other ways but i think what was most important for me during that time was the more i experienced and the more that i gave myself the more i was able to raise my standards how you mentioned settling so a lot of people conform to that pressure by just simply settling but for me my thought process was if i'm able to take myself here to do this, to do that, if I'm able to build this success, if I'm able to achieve the certain things that I want and just really like learn about me and whatnot, then I would rather be alone and do this than be in a relationship that isn't on that level, that isn't 100% for me. So I was able to figure out what those standards are that I actually have, identify them, and then implement them. And not everyone is going to meet your standards. So, naturally, of course, it's going to take a little bit longer to find someone because, comparing to someone who's not entirely sure of what they want or someone who's willing to settle, of course, they're going to find somebody faster than me. So, I think as far as those conversations, when people would just make those comments or put that pressure on me, I always just would say things like, Well, I have high standards and I'm busy. So, I, I can't be with someone who is not going to add value to my life. I'm only going to be with somebody who, you know, can elevate me, not somebody who's going to bring me down. So I think I really prioritized, like I said, moving around where I wanted to live, traveling, building up those businesses. It was like a very big, my biggest hardest working like success season and i think that of all things was the biggest fuck you to people like that was the biggest fuck that (laughs) and that was the biggest fuck you and then anyone who ever made me like feel some type of way i just was like wait just wait susan until you see the relationship I'm because you're gonna <laughs> be doubting susan. everything you're gonna be doubting your whole life by the time you see the relationship that i get yeah. into, because that's how i felt was like i don't want your relationship i don't want what you have i felt that way about like 95 percent of people <laughs> like i do not want the relationship that you have so i just i mean i dated i met guys i learned about myself And I really implemented those standards and I was totally okay with being alone and waiting a little bit longer.
0: with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash Manifest Daily. That's drinkag1.com slash Manifest Daily. Check it out. Yeah, I love what your mentor said too. The thing about if you never end up in a relationship you're gonna you want to be able to love your life and you want to be able to enjoy your life and just even that mindset shift because then you kind of go from okay you know I need to go here to meet guys or I need to do whatever to okay if this is my life if I'm single forever what do I want to do and it becomes this like world is your oyster moment you become able to say okay where do I want to live where do I want to travel I remember I was telling this one guy it was not a good date. And I don't know why he decided to give me dating advice on the date. But I was talking about how I was signed up for tennis lessons. I was doing that last month. And he was like, oh, tennis lessons. Like, Are you going there to meet guys? And I was like, no, I'm going there to take like to learn how to play tennis and he's like asking me about stuff i do in my free time and i'm listing off these hobbies i have and whatever and he's like well it doesn't really sound like you're you're getting out there it doesn't really sound like you go outside to like clubs or bar i'm like no i go to the bookstore i go to the i go to coffee i do things that i want to do i go to cooking classes and i enjoy them and so even that in the the mentality he was in a place of you're not doing things to me, guys, but I'm in a place of I'm I'm not. I'm doing things that I want to do because I'm interested in them and I want to try them and have fun. So your life does change the more you start to lean into how do I create a life that I love with what I have right now? And to your point, the more that you do that, the more your standards do you raise because the standards I had when I was 21, 22 and the standards I have now, night and day. And not to say I was like a fool back then it's more that I just didn't have certain things so I was able to be like okay I I want a guy who had x y and z kind of similar to where I was at and now that I'm in a different place I'm like oh he has to at least have this or has to at least be thinking in this way because that's where I'm at and it will only continue to grow the more that i do in life so what advice would you share for any young woman or men who want to begin living for themselves confidently versus for others since we've talked a bit about societal pressures and family pressures and all of that kind of stuff
1: yeah well for me i think removing the need for for external validation is the most important thing if you can step into and embody validating yourself i think that's like the golden ticket to life it also goes into kind of what you just said about how i enjoy going to cooking class i enjoy going to bookstores or coffee shops like you're not putting yourself in places just because that's what other people you know find to be cool or the right thing to do or by society standards when you i actually made a tiktok about this a long time ago when when you Put yourself in positions to do things that you specifically enjoy, you honestly just vibrate at a higher fre- frequency. You're just a, a more happy, radiant version of you internally, externally. You just feel better as opposed to like if you're not the clubbing type of person, but that's where your friends want to go, that's where they tell you, that's where you're going to meet somebody, whatever. You're probably not going to have fun at the club. Like that's just how it is. Like you're just not going to have fun there. So, One of the, a quote that I love is, and I didn't make it up and, you know, I got this from, I don't know, an Instagram meme, whatever it is, but it was, when you know what you know, there's no need to entertain what they think. And that, to me, was a big thing with that external validation factor, because it goes back to the I only want what wants me thing. I don't need to explain myself to what other people think. I don't need to conform to what other people want or think i know what i know so whatever you think about me is not my problem it's like taylor swift how they always say oh she can't keep a man you know i mean i'm not even the biggest like swifty but i've just always heard them say that how they're everyone's always judged her for having multiple boyfriends and oh she can't keep a guy she must be terrible to deal with and so on and so forth and she has never once even acknowledged or entertained it she just simply got more boyfriends like she just kept going she just kept getting more boyfriends (laughs) because obviously she knows that like that's not the case and if you know what you know about yourself then there's no need to need that validation from other people uh, to entertain what they think what one thing that i've said to clients of mine when they say that they You know, shifting away from the relationships aspect, let's go into say business for for an example, when they hold themselves back from promoting a business, they don't want to post it on Instagram, they don't want to tell their family and friends because they're receiving all this judgment from them and all of their opinions. I ask them, what do you value more in life? What is more important and which one will actually change your life? The results that you could get from promoting your business and putting it out there? Or the opinions of your family and friends and whoever else it is that's judging you. Which one will actually affect your life? Which one will actually change your life? The family and friends' opinions is going to get you nowhere. You're going to be exactly where you are today, right now, in this exact moment. Hence why you're on the phone with me right now trying to change your life. (laughs) You're trying to change it up. So now when you, you know... If you actually think about what the potential results are, I ask them, like, what's your ideal results? They're like, well, I want to be able to quit my job. I want to be able to make full money from social media. I want to be able to have time freedom, all of these things. I'm like, so wouldn't you say that holds more value than your grandma's, you know, negative comments? So I think that's a really big thing is to really just weigh everything out there and you'll actually see why prioritizing, validating yourself is so important in comparison to that need for external validation.
0: Yeah, I've also heard something, I'm also going to butcher this quote, but something about how people who are judging you will never be doing like more than you're the same as you. Like they're judging you from a place because they see you, maybe you're doing something that they've always wanted to do that they've never had the courage to do. Or perhaps they're just kind of like, I don't know, they're, they're almost very, I don't want to say envious of you, but it could be that too. But the people that are confident in what they're doing and minding their business, they're never going to look at you and be like, oh, look at that business that she's promoting. Like that's dumb. Who would say that someone who is really confident in themselves and what they're doing? They're going to be like, oh, wow. Like that's so cool. This person's promoting that. That's actually a really awesome business. Congratulations to you. So Either that or they're minding their business and they, or they're not, they, yeah, they're not doing, even so. thinking yeah. about
1: what you're doing.
0: They're not even confident thinking about what you're doing. people are so. in
1: their own lane. Exactly what you just said. You'll never be judged by someone doing more than you. It's always going to be behind your back, which is why those people are behind you or being you in that sense. I think of myself as a confident person, Like I don't think I've ever once felt any type of way about anyone launching a business. I don't think I've ever had one negative feeling about anything that anyone does that doesn't affect me to be completely honest with you because why would you yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> it literally does not matter um well i would love to
0: switch gears a bit and talk about wellness and like wellness tools so what are some of your favorite wellness tools or resources that you use either daily or maybe like weekly whatever to help with manifestation personal growth confidence
1: well a couple things one journaling is my jam and i think you'll of all people you'll understand and relate to not just like like yes of course you can just brain dump and just like put it all out there kind of like a diary but i also think that those self-discovery questions that i mentioned and really putting prompts into place and asking yourself questions in order to dig deeper that is the key because most people when they do the brain dumping you're just whatever is whatever is there subconsciously. Whatever's just coming up for you, that's w- what you're gonna you know put onto paper. But most people don't have those deep rooted things just weighing on themselves consciously at the moment. It's usually just like dug a little bit too deep that you need to actually be triggered to answer it. You need to actually be prompted to answer it. So I think journaling is really big. Another thing that's kind of random, but reading fiction. I I know that you just mentioned a nonfiction book that you read about um what would you say it was called again?
0: The courage, the courage, to, courage to be. be disliked.
1: Dislike. Um I think that books like that are great, but personally for me, that actually doesn't really serve me personally for the greater good. I think one of my biggest ways that I just feel most romanticized in my own life I just feel good about myself is reading a good book and that can kind of just take me out of reality and put me into like a place where I can just envision like I mean I, I say it to like even my boyfriend too I'm like this guy from this book did this and that and like I just kind of like get so like enthralled in it that I, I really do it does something to me. I don't know what it is, but it does something to my mentality that I feel like I romanticize my life more. I manifest more. I even gain more knowledge because there's words in these books sometimes that I've never even heard about, and I just find my my brain getting like smarter and things of that sort. So, I'm I'm really big on the reading. You know, fiction books like romance and whatnot. But I think another couple practices in general that people can do, you know, on a daily basis is really paying attention to your self talk, monitoring your self talk as much as possible. Like the sec, it's almost like a, a, a dog with a shock collar, you know, the second that a negative thought comes to your head, it's like slap yourself, <laughs> like just stop and say, wait, hold on let me not and you can actually kind of tie that into journaling and you can write down the negative thought that came to you and then journal why it came to you and then how you want to combat that how you want to overcome that how you want to prove that negative thought wrong i also think spending intentional time with yourself is very important whatever that looks like for you sometimes we do just want to sit on the couch and watch TV or rest. And I think that that's perfectly fine because I myself love doing that. But it's not really intentional. It's actually like the the complete opposite. It's literally just like sitting and watching TV is like probably the lowest vibrational thing that a, a person can do. So getting more intentional could be picking up hobbies, you know, whatever that might look like, cooking, learning the new language, just something that can get your brain going, Some, even even going for a walk, something that could get you moving, just being really intentional with your own growth, um, implementing boundaries that's big, and living as, as present as possible. And then the last thing that I have for that is I think really embodying and owning your goals. This is a very, very big one. And I know that we're actually going to talk a little bit more about this and goal setting and whatnot when we do the swap with you on For the Girls. But my home screen on my phone and my computer screen are my vision boards that I made on canva and I look at them every single day. I, I mean I could see them right now on my screen behind us talking every single day and I've achieved almost everything you know on there and I I'm not afraid to look my goals in the face and and really own them and really embody them and vision envision them. And then my lock screen, on my work phone is this is actually crazy i made my lock screen in january just a little thing on canva that said your entire life can change in a year and no joke i think the next week i got set up with my boyfriend and then by february 1st we went on our first date and my entire life was already changing like i mean in january i made that my background single living in hoboken by may i'm like in this relationship and i moved back to staten island moving was not on my radar whatsoever like that wasn't even a thought process so now i was moving like my life was already changing the second that i was willing and open to let my life change i literally made it i i kept it Ooh, i kept it in my uh, as my phone screen it's still there right now i could actually show it to you if you could see it and it's just a little thing that says your ent- oh i love it your entire I life can change in a year <laughs> and and it and it oh is and, I, and i'm open to that i'm always open to goals and letting my life shift
0: oh my gosh okay you, you literally said like a million things that i want to comment on <laughs> so to sorry that i like
1: said a million so things good. but there's just there I, know, so I much love so
0: <laughs> no I, I i love all of it first of all i also love fiction books like i for me, I always say it's like Netflix in my brain. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do to relax, especially at night. So I love to read before I go to bed. So, so there with you. I don't do a ton of romance. I was doing, like, psychological thrillers at one point. Now I do more, like, I don't even know what you would call them, like, self-transformation. There's some romance in there. It's just, like, life-ish okay. books, but they're fiction. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, And then, oh, my God, I love your vision boards I do the same thing so I have like my phone my computer I have one in my office I have my like Apple watch it's like pictures from my board that like when I look at my watch it's like a new one every single time so I just feel like it's it's you're integrating that into your life like you're making it so so much your life that it's hard for you to to notice that you're not living your dream yet if that makes sense because you want to like immerse yourself in it so that you're already there. And it sounds like you literally were doing that when you're like, oh, I'm being so open to my life changing in a year. I have the vision boards. I have all the things that are here. I'm looking my goals in the face. And it was like, OK, you're not afraid. You're you're open. You're here to let them in. So I am so obsessed with that. <laughs> and oh, my gosh, I actually it's so funny. I'm working on my 2024 vision board because I have like one that's a broader
1: one almost kind of like a five-year one. That's kind of how the one is. That's all my background too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and same thing with my computer because it has like wedding stuff on there. Yes, You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. That's why <laughs> you have... said I've achieved almost all. of it Because yeah. no, I actually so have nice. like four yeah. girls on there. I put like four of the girls like a million downloads, and I achieved the million oh my God. downloads.
0: Congratulations! On I that put, By like, the way,
1: wait, you want? You're gonna actually die at this. I have on there. What? Um, this is obviously before I met my boyfriend, I have on there, uh, Christmas with a boyfriend and now I am going to have a boyfriend for oh, Christmas this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> I love that. i like,
0: okay, this just, I'm so invigorated to finish mine. Cause I, li- I have it on my list for today to finish my 2024 one. And there's so many things that I'm like, oh, I'm, and you know, what, you can feel that it's, it's right there. So you're like, ah, oh, but I kind of want to put it on my vision board anyway. So I'm, I'm so obsessed with that. I love everything that you said, the journaling, everything like that. I also have moments where I just, I can, I catch myself with the negative self-talk and I have to kind of snatch it and be like, okay, let's dive deep. Where is this coming from? Why is this here? And a lot of times it's just, for me, it's fear manifesting. So it's usually I'm afraid of something. And so negative self-talk is a result of it. Anywho, loved everything you said. I want to wrap up a couple last questions here. One, since you mentioned For the Girls, your vision board, what is your vision for the future of For the Girls and your work with helping women embody undeniable confidence?
1: Yeah, well, For the Girls is thriving. I will say that it's expanding, it's growing. A lot of opportunities are coming that I can't wait to share. Actually, I do have some something set in place for the new year that I, I I can't wait to actually like announce that. But in general, I'm really, I'm super focused on incorporating. Like, I I just love that brand of incorporating the podcast with the coaching into all of it. So right now, I mean, I hope I would... I really want to try to build the community more like I would love to host an in-person event at some point in 2024. I don't know like if it's there yet, but it's definitely a goal. It's definitely for the vision, you know, of creating that true community. So I have the Confidence Club going, which is my daily group coaching membership. I have for the girls going. And then I also I was previously offering a live uh, eight-week program, a group course called the Queens of Confidence. But starting January, that's actually going to be a digital program so that people could watch it instantly. You know, I just, I did find this year that sometimes people couldn't get on the calls, like the live calls. And, you know, it was just, there was, of course, it's, it's not really easy to run a group program and have everyone commit to it all the time. So even though it was fun, and I loved it, I'm a lot more excited to be able to make it digital. So That, you know, that that's going to intertwine with just the For the Girls brand and really like having so much instant access for people to consistently learn and grow and, yeah, just evolve. That's amazing. I'm super
0: excited to hear for the 2024 announcement. But until then, where can we find you online online? Where can we follow along with your journey and what are some of the things that you're manifesting for 2024 besides what we just discussed with For The
1: Girls? So you can find me at victoria.alario, A-L-A-R-I-O, on Instagram, TikTok. I had to put that dot in between because some hater took my name as an instagram oh, Lord. it's not even an account i don't oh, it God, it's like you know the uh, victoria.lario there you go that's where you're gonna find me uh for the girls of course is is everywhere you know that spot of that um <laughs> that podcast can be listened to and it's also on instagram at for the girls dot podcast at that point i threw the dot in there just to stay consistent with with the other yeah. one <laughs>
0: the dot is part of the brand <laughs> now yeah,
1: yeah the dot is in there but i think Real, really truly what I'm manifesting for 2024 is a lot more intentional family time and friend time, a lot more of just enhancing my personal life. I think the past couple of years, every year I've had major work goals and business goals and career goals. And the one that I would say I have for, for business for 2024 is the one that I've actually achieved. And so I I really can't wait to announce that because that will be set in place as of January. But somehow I got that done before the year even came. And yeah, I've just I'm going to be really intentional with. I think that's part of why I wanted to make the group course digital is because it allows me to have more of that. You know, I could still offer it, but it allows me to have more of that time to myself instead of doing the live calls to just be super intentional with you know, my personal time with friends and family my boyfriend and all that. Yeah, because time is definitely
0: what is it? The most valuable, important resource. Yeah, And so one thing that you can't get back. Exactly. So you got to be very, very intentional, like you said, with that time. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This has been amazing as usual. I know everyone's going to love and appreciate this episode as much as I have and yeah I hope you have a good rest of your day and anyone who is listening to this one go listen to my guest appearance on for the girls I will have it linked down the show notes if it's live I think we're yeah we'll have it up at the same time. time no so yeah it will be in the show notes go listen to for the girls and come find me over there as well